Hi, I'm Ivana. And I'm Jay. And you're listening to Friends with Elephants. A show for the cool nerd in you. It's season two, episode 18. And how are you tonight? I am lovely this evening. How are you? I'm good. You got a curly thing going with your hair today. I never see your hair like super curls. I I almost never wear my hair curly. Actually, it it turns straight for a while and then wavy. And now it's suddenly like over the past few months, it's slowly becoming curlier and curlier. It looks good. Blake better be telling you you. it's looking good. I got to say, he's like a straight hair man. I know. He's like, he's like, where are you straightening it again? Like. Get that flat iron out. Really? Yeah. Really? Interesting. I didn't expect that from Blake. I knew he liked the straight hair because we talked about some like celebrities and stuff like that. And I knew that. Uh, but yeah, but you're rocking the wavy hair. It's it's very, very fierce. Awesome. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, and now that will be the last nice thing I say to you tonight because let's get into our next segment. And that is a brand new segment. See, we're already yelling. it's time to pitch a flick so this is a brand new segment that jay and i created where basically we let something maybe in the news maybe a movie coming out inspire us and from that inspiration we then create a genre or whatever and we're gonna pitch a movie we've each come up secretly with our own movie and we're gonna pitch it And then we have to battle it out over what the ultimate movie will be. So one of us, like, we'll kind of create a hybrid movie at the end. Kind of like Top 3 Turf War, but with a brand new, never seen before movie. And this is going to be a tough week because we've set our sights really, really high on this one. Warcraft comes out this Friday. Brand new, huge video game movie. Now, video game movies, as we all know, kind of suck. A lot of them. So we've decided that for Judge Dredd first, wasn't that bad, which we saw like not that, that long ago. a video game movie? Wasn't it? It's a comic book movie. Oh, I thought it was a video game. No. I was shocked at how good it was. I was like, wow, this is a lot of story for a video game. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we've decided to pitch a video game movie that we think will work. There'll be name, director, cast, and plot. So... What video game are you bringing to the table and you're going to pitch this video game movie? The video game that I'm bringing is Snatcher, which came out in 1994. Snatcher. I have never heard of this game. Me neither. So you don't even have a built-in base. I have nothing. Okay. Tell me I, uh, what it is. I, I did some research. I looked for a game because I'm not a gamer. I mean, we, we know this. We've established this. Yeah. So like... My actual knowledge of games is not going to help me here. So I, I did just a little bit of a Google search until I found a game that really intrigued me. This game has a big cult following. Um, it was made in Japan. And uh, admittedly, I'm going to change some things up for this reboot that I'm creating. So it will continue to be called Snatcher. And great my name. Great name. Um, my director will be Alex Garland, who directed Ex Machina. Okay. 
Uh, I think that he can really make this movie like come to form. First of all, I think that he knows how to make movies really beautiful and picturesque. Um, But also just the actual visual effects from Ex Machina, I think are really going to help because I think this movie needs to have very realistic visual effects. We want this movie to feel real. um, And that's why he's my chosen director. So... This is a science fiction dystopia set 50 years after a biological weapon is released by terrorists that wipe out half the planet. Half the planet dies. Okay. It's now the year 2097, and we've learned that there's a group of androids that are effectively called snatchers who are killing high-powered people in the government, in celebrities, business owners, that kind of thing, and they're taking their place. So kind of like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Okay, all right. So I'm seeing where you're going with this. So here is where we meet Jillian Seed. He is a young agent uh, who has just joined a secret government agency called Junker, um, and his mission is to combat the Snatchers. He needs to find out where they came from and what their ultimate purpose is. Now, he finds out that they are definitely connected to the biological weapon that was set forth and killed half the planet 50 years before. And he needs to prove it and get to the bottom of this before it's too late. Jillian Seed will be played by Rami Malek. Oh, yes. You're Mr. Robot Love. My Mr. Robot Love. Okay. Um, one, he's going to lead this movie. He's going to lead this movie. Okay. Um, and and he is, I believe, uh, part Egyptian or full Egyptian, um, which makes him, you know, kind of Middle Eastern. And I think that that's actually key to my casting of, of him as our, our lead character, given that I'm going to slightly change the original plot of the um, the video game. It was a Cold War thing because sure. it was 1994. We live in a different time now, so now I've updated it so it's a terrorist attack. Yep. Um, and uh, then as his sidekick and robot companion also kind of like car like thing um that will be which is named metal gear mark ii um that will be voiced by katie seagal okay and she's going to be sure as heck quippy and not afraid to come back at him. Now, granted, I've never played this video game, so I'm just making up characters at this point. Right. And their and their personalities. Uh, now, Jillian's ex-wife is Jamie Seed, who will be played by Priyanka Chopra, who is the From lead Quantico. in Quantico. Yes. Yeah, and she's just so beautiful and uh, really likable. And she actually ends up getting snatched throughout the story um and he's still very much kind of in love with her but they're estranged they're exes um and she gets snatched and he has to kill her in in the movie um but i wanted to cast someone really likable to play her part then we've got uh micah slayton uh originally she was just a secretary but in my version she's actually an intern uh who really wants to become an agent and she ends up teaming up with jillian and it's basically the two of them against all the snatchers um and i think that that should be played by rose leslie who is from game of thrones um or honeymoon 
as as the two. She's the redheaded girl from Game of Thrones. You don't watch. I Game don't watch of- Game of Thrones. What the heck? Anyway, mm-hmm. um, and then we have our old sage, Chief Benson Cunningham, who's going to be played by none other than The Rock. What? See, The Rock should never be put into these movies. No, he's amazing. And Dwayne Johnson, I love his new show, his new HBO show. It's fantastic. He's such a good actor. And I think that he makes a perfect, uh, you know, head detective. He's not in a lead, but it's definitely a supporting role. And he's the sage guy who's going to like set them out, give them their mission. Then they're going to eventually disobey him, which will lead to them finding the truth. And then, of course, there's engineer Harry Benson, who's kind of like, the uh, alcoholic funny man and he gives the guns and the cool gadgets to our two leads um, and that will be played by Jay Busherell because nobody can do sarcastic better than him. Okay. All right. So it sounds like you've got a lot to go on here. Uh, a lot. You're putting a lot on your cast because there is n- there may be a built-in fan base in Japan, but not here. Yeah, that's correct. Um, okay. So I went a different route. And I've got a huge fan base for mine. Uh, I am going to pitch a Duke Nukem video video game movie. Now, uh, what is Duke Nukem? So Duke Nukem was the very first first person shooter, oh. and he was very much based on Ash from the Evil Dead series. He loved 80s movies. He loved action movies. He was very macho. He basically is the stereotypical catchphrase hero, and it's a hard R film. In the actual game, he would go into strip clubs, and you would see, like, pixelated boobies Mm. and things like that. So I'm looking at a hard R action movie. Flick. Is Duke, it real or are you making this animated? No, this is full on real. It will start Guy Pierce as Duke Nukem. And the reason I'm picking Guy Pierce is because he did a film two years ago and it was called Lock Lockdown and or Lockout. Lockdown or Lockout. I don't know, but he got jacked for this role. But that's not why I'm picking him. I'm picking him because he had this surly, sarcastic way and catchphrases aplenty. And that is what Duke Nukem needs. And Guy Pierce is going to bring us that because he's a little more grizzled. He's definitely a better actor than most, uh, most of the action actors today. So I want that in my lead. Now, there's also going to be a very um, awesome lady played by... Gabriel Union, Ooh. who I have always adored. And I wanted to make this a um, a black actress because I thought it really would reflect um, the town because it's going to be taking place in the South. And with uh, with everything going on in the South, you know, Guy Pierce, Guy Pierce's Duke is going to have to work with Misty, who is an administrator at a trailer park. So she deals with like crappy people all day long. So she's going to be able to keep up with him and his macho-ness um, and fight off, which I will get to because I know you don't know it. Uh, finally, it is a hard R alien invasion film. But these are mm. disgusting looking invasion aliens. These are not like hiding plain sight. 
Duke Nukem is all about killing these crazy, ugly aliens that are uh, coming to our planet because they need a new home. And the only way that they will survive on this planet is with a certain amount of oxygen, which the human race is killing too much for deforestation and using up too much oxygen. So they need the people dead so they can live on their race. And the leader of the alien race is Lanark. And Lanark is played by Carl Urban, who we saw as Judge Dredd. And I really wanted someone who they could put into a practical suit but could tell a story with facial and sh- facial reactions and and anger and we saw that in judge dread not a lot of dialogue is going to be in english from this alien general so i really wanted the anger and the upsetness to you want to hate him but you also kind of respect the fact that he's trying to just move in but he's doing it in the wrong way and that's when duke and missy are going to go crazy on these people bam bam shoot him up style um you have to understand that this this universe. is like a du- Judge Dredd-esque um, This is taking place genre. today. This is today, but aliens invading. And this, the whole city is just, aliens are killing people. And Duke says, no, not going to happen. I'm going to go see if my girl, Misty, who he kind of also used to date. So our stories somewhat line up. Um, he still sort of has a thing for her, but he really just wants to like, really nail her again because he's such a macho asshole. Uh, (laughs) And he goes back and she actually saves him by shooting crazy alien behind him when he's not even looking. He's kind of a big dumb oaf, but really good at shooting things. So if he does it on his own, he's going to die because he he won't see everything. But Missy is pretty smart. So Missy's really going to take the lead in a very Furiosa Mad Max kind of way in this crazy town overrun by aliens. And you got to understand that the Duke Nukem universe is all inside jokes. Like there were times where you'd go around a corner and you'd see a T-800 Terminator robot laying in the street. Like we're going to see a lot of interesting movie paraphernalia and things like that popping up maybe something's playing on a screen that that is invasion of the body snatchers but or or independence day and you're watching a tractor beam in the future or sorry in the distance and and it's playing on each other interesting and a built-in base so we have a built-in fan base already saying you know what i love playing duke nukem i'm gonna go and i'm gonna i'm gonna rock that out because it was one of the best selling games of all time so I think that while you have The Rock in your movie, it's just not going to work uh, because he's such a low totem pole char- character for you. I disagree. I think that there are so many movies where you have a person who's a really big star come in at a slightly smaller role. And that's part of the draw of it is that he gets to you know rock in film for five days and all his role is done but it's not an it's action like a cameo movie. it's a mystery film so yeah i'm making in, a mystery film because this so is you're bringing an action star into a, a film for five minutes yeah but who says he's an mystery? action star right now he, he is an action star right now he is the lead in a dramedy series on hbo so i would not say that he's well, we're talking about a video game movie that's heavily sci-fi slanted my yeah i'm having a dystopian future sci-fi mystery movie 
where you're following along to get to the end of a mystery. You have a typical shoot 'em up movie with characters that are two dimensional and boring and couldn't hold someone's attention for two and a half hours in movie form. Like you started this by saying that it's very hard to make a good movie that's a video game movie and you just made a bad movie that's a video game oh, movie. Oh, I disagree with that. I have Steven I have Sylvester Stallone writing this film. He's the king of writing action movies you look at the expendables you look at rambo you look at things Rocky. i've never These seen because films. they're boring oh Ivana, just because you think they're boring doesn't mean it's not going to draw an audience and the rock is one of the most expensive expensive people you're going to waste your whole budget just getting the rock into your film for five days it's that's exactly it he's not going to be he first of all he's not that expensive he is the biggest star in hollywood and you're gonna like the rock is the, the biggest rock. he's not the biggest star in hollywood i would i would argue that right now the rock is greenlit for way more than any other people and he's he's coming in and saving franchises He's what are you talking about? He's the Fast not. and Furious franchise. And that is his role is all action, all macho. I feel like he should just show up in Duke Nukem and be another alien. Sure, you can have him in your movie too. That makes no difference. Well, I'm, I'm actually making a good movie that people will watch. And people will then, this is the kind of movie that could actually win awards. I also have a very cult following that is going to follow, like watch this movie. I've cast up and comers. I've cast people who are a little bit underrated with a small role of a big name just to have that draw. And this is all extremely, extremely positioned so that you can actually have high ratings and so that the critics are like oh my god this is actually good kind of like mad max fury road where people are like oh this movie is obviously not gonna be good and then people saw it and they were like oh my god this is actually good that's what i'm building but you're also building on a director who has had one film and that is it uh, you're putting a lot on that director to bring in these superstars and these huge names and actually deliver the goods on that. Where I have... Have you seen what he has slated has, for 2017? Because they yeah, are giving him everything. Yeah, it's he's a big movie. movie. A big movie. Yeah, of course I'm one movie. Because you can't direct a yeah, billion movies in a day. But what I'm saying, he's not even in, in pre-production for anything else. He's in one. He's one, directing one a film. A very high budget Sylvester movie. Sylvester Stallone knows high budget. Sylvester Stallone... Sylvester Stallone is old. He's a dinosaur. He's no longer relevant the way that he was relevant before. This is a man who is just nominated for an Academy Award. I don't think him being old has no relevance in this when he just at this age you at have this stage a, in his life. Alex Garland is about to become one of the biggest directors in Hollywood. You're I've chosen all, all up and comers. You are saying this about everybody in your film. Yeah. And you do not have you you don't I'm have anybody in your film who actually has history of Really, really drawing people to the theater is what I'm saying. Yeah, because I'm making something that is very good and I've chosen to bet to spend my money very wisely, pick underrated people who people love and bring them out into the stage. So, for example, like Rami Malik, he's huge. And this would be his then movie debut from the world of television. Same with PR. Uh, Priyanka Chopra and Katie Seagal I mean she's like a powerhouse of awesomeness who what doesn't want to hear her voice and like 
Rose Leslie, she's like in the top 30 of actors, according to IMDb at this moment. I guess I don't really understand how your video game movie is a good movie, whereas my video game movie is not a good movie because it's an action movie. Action movies can be fantastic. Yeah, but you legitimately just said that your main character slept with Gabrielle Union and is only going to be with her to fight off aliens in order to sleep with her again. He's so unlikable. You also explained him as a very two-dimensional character, a person with no depth. He I don't want to watch he that. He is definitely a very two-dimensional if character. If I know anything about Sylvester Stallone and Rocky, is that there was a lot of depth in that movie. Of course. Sylvester Stallone will bring the depth to the film through other characters. I think that Duke Nukem will be somewhat of an anti-hero where you are also sympathizing with Carl Urban as Lannick. You're going to sympathize? With the aliens. Of with course the you a- are. I'm sorry. Who's going to sympathize with the aliens that are here to kill all of humanity? They're here because While they're they ugly nowhere, and they, have, they don't look humanoid. They have nowhere else to go. They don't want to, but they have to because the human race is killing the planet. It's all all a, a global warming film. Right. Basically. Because those do so well. Who do you think made the better pitch? Let us know. You know how to get a hold of us, but I'm pretty sure you want to see a Duke Nukem movie in theaters and maybe not Snatched. Snatcher. Snatched. Snatcher. Snatched too. Snatcher. <laughs> Snatcher. You're going to fall off the chair. <laughs> Stop dancing like that. <laughs> but I love the enthusiasm. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. definitely love the enthusiasm that you brought there. You even did like the DJ spin, which you normally do. Yep. I love it. I love it. So what... Is tech to kit all about this week? You know what we've never talked about? Emojis. Oh, God. Are we talking about emojis we this week? We are talking all about right, let's, let's, emojis. Let's talk about emojis. All right. So when is the right time for emojis? Because emojis are in our life. We're getting new emojis all of the time. Well, like, for example, I'm going to say five years ago, I don't think it was appropriate to... To use emojis in the professional workplace. Like no smiley face. Yeah, like in five years ago. Like it's 2011. That's fair. Were you using emojis with your boss? I don't think so. Probably not. But now I think it's like totally normal. Well, I will say that I do use them at work um, to deliver a specific tone. Yeah. Because sometimes bad news comes through and it's like, I could probably spin this so it's more fun. And then like, you know, sad face or something at the end. And it's like, oh, you know, like it's, I think it conveys tone. Yeah. I I think that I, I agree. I mean, that's definitely why they exist. And now they're just everywhere. So let's talk about where it's appropriate and where it's not. All right. All right. Flirty emoji. What is that? So like winky face. Um, w- whoa, whoa. A wink is flirting? Yeah. About eggplants. Um, Why is an eggplant flirt? 
Because <gasps> it's shaped like... Oh, okay. Okay. It's a very large... Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Never send an eggplant at work. <laughs> yeah. So, like, can you send flirty emojis at work? I, I think I've sent... I've probably sent a wink face, but I've, like, also sent it to, like, the dudes I work with. So, I'm hoping they don't think, like... Oh, that's just Jay. <laughs> Don't worry. He's a cool guy. He totally wants your ass now. Well, I think, if, again, I think it depends on context of what you wrote before the wink. Well, I just, I never, exp- I never thought that the, a wink was a flirty emoji. I'm going to have to keep that in check. I mean, it's a little flirty, I, isn't it? I, 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 well, I don't. I never thought about it. The eggplant thing, totally flirty. Totally flirty. What other ones are there? Oh, I guess there's the one where it there's hearts in your eyes. Oh yeah, yeah. There's you that can't one. Send that. No. That's that's you can't send that to Okay, what about people. to friends? Can you send flirty emoji to friends? I mean, if you're in a serious relationship, you probably shouldn't. Oh, Unless, see, I was even thinking like same sex. Like I totally would send flirty emojis to my girlfriends. Like, did, okay. you, did you get some well, last night? Well, it also depends who you're with, And then you right? like do a bunch of eggplants. Yeah, I mean like I'm, I'm sure if I sent uh, a wink to Becky's best friend, she wouldn't be like, what the hell are you flirting with Andrea? I'd be like, I didn't even know I was. <laughs> um so I think that's the problem for me is that I don't know which ones are the flirty ones. Obviously, I'm not sending hearts to any. There's of my the friends. one with the like. Uh, it it looks like a, a whistle with a heart coming out of the mouth. Oh yeah, that yeah, one's that's, flirty. That's a kiss. That is blowing a kiss. Yeah, but so I'm not sending that to any of my friends. Oh yeah, and the vagina emoji is the like okay hand signal. So you go like I'm eggplant, sorry, what okay hand hand signal. Eggplant okay. Like it's that the, means the eggplant went through the hole of the okay. Oh my god, I'm learning so much. This is blowing my brain. <laughs> There's a coffee cup emoji. I use that all the time actually. Well, I love that one. I don't I don't really feel like it's faster to send it. I don't do emojis very often, as I'm sure you know from our mass texts all the time. But I I feel like isn't it just faster to type coffee? No, it's definitely ta- faster to like send a coffee emoji. But I got to go through all the things and find it. Well, usually coffee's like right there. What about like the koala bear? Like, it- What's the point of that? Who, who would you send a koala bear to? Oh, you know what? My friend Daisy, if for whatever reason we were texting, I might send her the panda bear because she loves a panda. Okay. I have some questions for you. When and with whom can you use a poop emoji? I can always use the poop emoji with the boys. Yeah. Always. 110%. Um, on occasion, maybe maybe my fiance. However, probably just not because it, it I'd hear from outside, ew, like, you know, <laughs> probably don't need to send that. And I feel like you send it when you're pooing. Well, you can send a poo emoji for many reasons. Like you can just be like, "Oh, that's poopy." Here's a poop emoji. I would never send it to a, a manager or a boss. Yeah, I feel like work is not a time for poop emojis. No, no. Well, what do you? When do you? Oh, I guess if somebody asks you, like, "How was that movie?" and you're like, "Oh, it was poo." Yeah, exactly. I feel like the poo emoji just also—it's so fun with its little eyeballs. Like, why don't you want to send it out? Send it out. 
I've never used a watch face. Nope. Or flags. Nope. And we've and established poop. We have poop. used poop. We've used a poop. So well, how do you use emojis? We'd love to know. Trailer trash. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we're looking at the biggest trailer of all time. The biggest teaser trailer to drop on the first day. Like it on its first day, it beat the first day numbers of Star Wars The Force Awakens, which is insane. That is insane. And we're talking about Disney's new live action Beauty and the Beast trailer. What'd you think of it? Well, I thought it looked a lot like the original. Yeah, I thought it looked more like the original than maybe some of their other live action stuff. Um, Did you see Jungle Book yet? Not yet. And you didn't see Civil War? Not yet. So you're just boycotting Disney this year? It's not that I'm boycotting Disney. It's not that even going to see Star Wars, are you? I'm. What are you talking about? I already saw Star Wars. But the new one, Rogue One. When does it come out? This Christmas. Yeah, I'll just be there to see that. Mm-hmm. I think she doesn't like you, Disney. You should ban her from the movies. <laughs> no, I, I'm building a house. So all of my free time I get is it. at the house. You have the house. You got to move out of your in-laws place. I get it. There's just not that much time. But you're right. It does look more like live action and less animation. Or at least that that, that beautiful CGI we saw in Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. I, I have to say it's I it did I didn't think it was like it didn't get me excited. It didn't really get me very excited either, to be honest. I really want to see what the beast looks like. Yeah, like n- it didn't give anything away. It was too much like I don't know. All it was was pretty imagery. Really. Yeah, pretty imagery. Like uh, you got to see Emma Watson's eyes and hear her say hello. I, I'd like to see what, you know, Cogsworth and Lemire look like, but we got to hear them, but not see them. Um, I, you know, I'm, I really hope that they keep music in it because the music made the first one. It did. And, um, you know, I was pleasantly surprised that the music, stayed with the jungle book as as you said it would not so it did stay in the jungle so book you never glad. told me that before well, i you know spoilers i guess <laughs> um but it's been i thought you were gonna go see it and then we could talk about it and well i wanted I to keep see waiting it for you to say it so you know what I, no i'm gonna tell you right now that was right because i'm sure series survival is gonna prove me wrong in something so what i'm telling you now is that they kept two songs and like they are perfectly, perfectly aligned with what's happening in the film. It is, it's as dark as an Avengers film. Like if you took your kids to see the Avengers, you could take your kids to see this. And I think Beauty and the Beast will be the same. If you can take your kids to see Star Wars, then you could take your kids to see Beauty and the Beast. Very exciting. I think. I think. Do you so think the movie is going to be good? I mean, it's Beauty and the Beast. It's like my favorite animated movie of all time. And that's mostly because of Me the too. Pe- I thought you liked Milan better. No, no. It's like my number, like it's in my top 20 movies of all time. It, it's such a good movie. I oh, love yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. That's why I don't think that they can do better than the animated movie. I don't, like I, I just don't believe it. Because, I mean, this, we're talking about a movie 
that was so ahead of its time that it was so revolutionary it was nominated for best picture this is the only animated movie to be nominated for best picture like and it deserves it i it mean it deserves totally did it. yeah so, i mean they built the best animation category because they didn't know how they could put an animated movie into best picture so the very next year best animated movies so that they wouldn't ever have to do that crap again <laughs> even though i still think that some animated movies deserve to be nominated for best picture i totally agree so. i totally agree with that so, up for example well, sure or wally or wally whatever <laughs> <laughs> um so you know you don't get a lot from the teaser trailer it's gonna look it was too teasery for me i don't know i, I i'm kind of shocked that this is as big as it is and that it it gave you nothing. Yeah, it gave you nothing, and yet it exceeded Star Wars. I remember watching that Star Wars teaser trailer, and I think I watched it three times in a row immediately, one after another after another, and then revisited it for days on end. I'm sorry. That first teaser trailer for The Force Awakens aroused me. So much. Yeah. It and was amazing. I don't need to see this trailer again. No, I'm good. Like, I saw it. It's done. Yeah, it I want to see the next full-length yeah. actual trailer i actually want to see like this it was not even a teaser it was like a i don't know what it was but it, like it's very interesting because the jungle book went in a different direction than the original film if they take beauty and the beast in a different direction i don't know if i even want to see it well i think it's always worth they're doing they're making a lot of effort to make these movies really good you know what I mean? Like, there's sure, a lot of work but, going in. You know, we're saying this now, where one, you haven't seen Jungle Book. True. Which was fantastic. But I know it's it. fantastic. It's my, it's my number one of this year. Really? And two, you hated Deadpool. Cinderella. I hated Cinderella. So those are the two that we're putting up here. And I mean, now we have Pete's Dragon coming out this summer, which totally looks like a departure from the actual original film. I thought... The original Pete's Dragon, like he was the only one who could see the dragon. I know nothing about this Pete's Dragon. Like, oh, not see, the original. We should not watch the that reboot, trailer next nothing. time for Trailer Trash because that trailer is actually a trailer. Right. So. Yeah, I think we need to like ban these teaser trailers. Although it was worth the discussion because of how big this one ha was. Agreed. It was just massive. And uh, if you haven't seen it, we'll definitely link to it in the description. You just pull up your little phone or whatever you're listening to and you can hit that link. Series survival. Ba -ba -bum. Ba -ba All right. This is it. We're back at it. I am down three points on Ivana. And we have this episode and one more episode. So I've really got my, I, I better have got my past act together. If I get three guesses wrong, then, then we're, tied. we're tied. Let's do this. And there are six to go. So yeah. this is pretty big. All right. The anticipation's killing me. All right, the first show like that we're talking about is The Grinder. Oh, The Grinder. You know, I feel for you, Ivana, because I know how much you love The Grinder. I, I tried. I tried to watch the first episode with you. I loved The Grinder. I, I don't not, understand how you did didn't like it. I don't understand. I'm so angry it got canceled. And do you recall what happened the day, the moment I heard it got canceled? 
you texted me right I away. I texted you and ruined your day. You did. And it was the morning too. You were like, <laughs> I work in TV. Let me ruin <laughs> your day. <laughs> so I actually said this show would get canceled. You did. You were like, it's getting canceled. I was like, no, five seasons minimum. Yeah. You said five seasons and renewed. I was like, what would you do? That is bold. That's bold. You should lose two points for this. <laughs> Uh, but the grinder, unfortunately, will not be coming back for season two. On I'm Fox. so sad about that, by the way. I am. I love that show. I think it's a great show. Fox, you're making a mistake. It's like Arrested Development all over again, although Arrested Development is way better than the grinder. But I'm just saying it's a mistake. And also Arrested Development did get its time of glory on Netflix and people didn't really love the fourth season. I, you know what I think that the problem was? The fourth season uh, was made in order to set up a movie. Yes. And then the movie is not, not there. Not going to happen. So like if the, the that was the whole thing about the fourth season, the whole point of the fourth season was to set up a movie. That's what Which the creator said. Because I think that's why Ron Howard's doing this next Dan Brown movie with Tom Hanks. It's because Arrested Development never came to fruition. Yeah. That's too bad. All of these, all of these tragedies are now happening because of this. <laughs> Fox. Uh, Fox. Fox. Why did you get rid of Arrested Development? Well, let's talk about an IFC show that we actually watched a trailer for. It was called Benders, and it was like a hockey show on IFC. I really wanted to see it from the trailer. Uh, I never did. Did you saw? Did you watch it? I didn't know when it was on. Yeah, no, me neither. Zero marketing after that. For sure. Um, it did. It got canceled. And we agreed that it was going to. Yeah, we actually, we got that right. We saw it. We knew it was IFC. We figured that IFC is a big Renew channel, but we also thought IFC is not the place for a comedy. No, it's not a place for a comedy about hockey. No, yeah. I mean, maybe the CBC. But not IFC. Maybe the CBC. Which, for all of our American listeners, is the Canadian Broadcast Corporation. And... um yeah, they just, it's very Canadian. It's like PBS kind of. Basically, the government runs all the programming. Yeah. Uh, and then what's our last one? Scream Queens by Fox. Okay, so this is that Ryan Murphy show. It's kind of a comedy, kind of a horror. It takes place in college. It had Jamie Lee Curtis, had Emma Roberts. It had Abigail Breslin. It, for a second, it had Ariana Grande. It had Nick Jonas. Nick Jonas. It was a big show. Big show. And, and it got... It got... It killed. It killed on the ratings. It got renewed. Of course it did. It killed in the ratings. I said it was going to get renewed. I also said it was going to get renewed. You also made more bold statements that it's going to go four seasons. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I went... I said it's going to go four seasons and by two or three, it's going to be no longer as good as it was. And you said that you were hoping that it would be an anthology series. I really was hoping that... We don't it know. It would be like Ryan Murphy's anthology series like um, American Horror Story, which is coming back to FX this summer. Mm -hmm. Or sorry, this uh, fall. And then we have American Crime Story that just like blew everybody away with the people versus O.J. Simpson. And that is coming back next year with Katrina. You know, I'm just going to plug the crap out of FX right now because that's where I work. So. <laughs> so, yeah, FX shows. That's uh, just keep watching. You know what? They do make great shows. They really do. Actually, I just read an article that uh, we are stem or we as if I had any say in the content at all. Uh, FX is like stage to just dominate the Emmys this year. 
Good. So hopefully I still have a job next year, which will be fantastic. (laughs) So I guess uh, I lost a little bit this week. You're now down down two. two. So you just need to lose two more. So next week, it it could all change. If I got two wrong and you didn't get those wrong. Then we're tied. Then we're tied. If I got all three wrong, then I'm definitely. Wait a minute. If we tie, do we have to both do the thing? Yeah. So I have to root for you to get three wrong and me get to get no wrong. That's correct. In one more episode of this. Yeah. I'm fucked. That's it for today, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Now be sure to tune in again next week. We want to take a quick minute and just give a quick shout out to BS182 from the UK. He left us a pretty awesome review and also recommended us to anybody who also digs the Weekly Planet. Huh. So do you know what the Weekly Planet is? I don't, but I'm certainly going to go look it up. I guess we should probably be listening to this. If if we are being recommended with this podcast. Yes, I agree. We should we should totally listen to it. And for anyone who enjoys listen to, uh, listening to us. I mean, we're better. If you're looking for something else, go check them out too, I guess. But we're better. Right? Oh, well, like, obviously. We're, obviously, we're better. Obviously, like, we're like better. BS182 like, obviously thinks we're the superior podcast. Clearly, that was like the subtext there. Yeah, he's just like, well, you know, here's another one aside. Yeah. The UK. Always <laughs> trying to pat themselves on the back for someone else, eh? Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. All right. If you want to help us uh, support the show, all you have to do is hop onto iTunes, give us a quick rating, a quick review. We'll give you a shout out on this show. No matter where you're from, apparently. We can get them. Actually, from we really anywhere. appreciate the fact that people from the UK are listening. Yeah, it's or huge. from anywhere. Like we have some Australian listeners and Croatian listeners. We're like, wow. Like when did we get so lucky? I know. It is really great. I and know. we love hearing from you guys. So if you'd like to reach out to tell us anything that's on your mind, you can check us out at friendselephants.com. You can check us out at Facebook slash Friends Elephants. Email us at friendswithelephants at mail.com. Catch us on Twitter. I'm at It's Ivana. And I'm at Jester J. And that is another sad, sad, like we're done again. I know. That's okay. We'll be back next Monday. So all we have to say is, till next time. Nerd on, Ella friends. Friends.